the yearbook internet sportscast that's eh, nothing to talk about this week what are we going to talk about the sign finally came down you know what even those are the let's just put that off for a future week please see earlier podcasts for details scott dixon the indycar driver sign was hanging up in target for years and years and years this sign finally came down did it have any impact you look at the point standings did I say my name? Because that's like half the podcast. Says in the yearbook at Hotmail.com if you want to complain. Uh, yeah. No, I won't forget about that. Let's uh, do this first. Something called a Jesse Winker could win MLB's batting title. If you're a Reds fan, you already know what a Jesse Winker is. He's been around for four years. But in four years, Jesse Winker hasn't even hit 300. Although he came really close And in the last two seasons, he hasn't even hit 270. Now he's suddenly hitting in the 340s. And depending on the day, he's either first or second in the batting race. Winker! I hardly even know. This is what we were just talking about. Who knew the new AMC series, Kevin Can F Himself, that's the actual name. This is not an endorsement. Who knew that that new AMC series would be the place to have more sports references than anyone else anywhere? The references are all easy ones. Lots of Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, Deflategate, the Red Sox. But no Lawrence Guy references. No Sony Michelle, no Ted Karras. And that's just through the first two episodes. Now they're officially not the LA Clippers anymore. We're talking about the NBA if you don't follow it. No matter who the Clippers signed, how young they were, how experienced they were, who owned the team, nothing ever made any difference. Although in complete fairness, and I do mean this, is not just a throwaway comment, I'm serious. Owner Steve Ballmer has only had seven years so far to reverse a really long, really awful history of chaos and penny-pinching by the previous ownership. Anyway, this year's version of the new players and the new coach finally made a difference. By disposing of the Jazz, the Clippers are in the third round for the first time ever. So even if they lose now, This was a huge step in their history. We will not say, what a disappointment, same old Clippers. The Western Conference is going to have a shot at history soon. Whenever the finals start, some lucky Western Conference team will be going for its first ever championship. But despite that rosy Cinderella outlook, there's still a dark side. That still means bitter disappointment for three other teams And by being disposed of by the Clippers, the Jazz got zero-sum gamed and are, again, not going to win a title. The Jazz have a long history of being finals caliber, but then falling short of the finals. The two years Utah did make the finals, unfortunately, came during the Michael Jordan dynasty, and they lost both times, which you may have heard something about. Which, Which is worse? You tell me, in your opinion, which is worse? Liking a bad team that never makes the playoffs... Or liking someone like Utah, which always makes the playoffs, but always disappoints in the playoffs. This year was Utah's year to at least get back to the finals. Forget all the numbers. Forget all the statistics, etc. You don't need them. The Jazz were the number one team in the conference. And the Lakers and Warriors were not around. And the Jazz were playing the Clippers, a team that automatically never makes the semifinals. 
And they were not playing the Clippers' best player, Kawhi Leonard, who was out for Game 6. And they had a 25-point lead at the beginning of the second half of Game 6. And the Jazz still lost. All the way around. That's just a terrific opportunity. It's a terrific opportunity, at the very least, it's all, to, to force a Game 7 in their series with the Clippers. It's almost impossible at that point to not force at least a deciding Game 7 against the Clippers. And the Jazz still lost. So that's a terrific opportunity the Utah let get away. Also, there's no guarantee now that we're getting a new champion. With the elimination of the Nets, the Eastern Conference will be represented by someone who has won before. Yes, the Hawks have won before. But congratulations! You have lived to see Revenge of the 1980s. The Hawks and Bucks, especially the Bucks, spent the 1980s being pretty good, but never quite good enough to reach the finals. Well, the Celtics and 76ers ain't around now. Same story for the Suns in the 1980s. Well, the Lakers ain't around now. So now four decades later, there is finally nothing to keep two of them and or the Clippers out of the finals. Unfortunately, TV and the internet probably won't like whatever the finals is. Or will they? First off, the NBA is better than everyone else at generating internet interest. So even when stories come up about minuscule TV ratings, the NBA is an online sensation. And I mean that. Now, if you're talking TV, the Lakers-Warriors play-in game this year, a month ago, was the highest-rated ESPN game in two years. And it was the highest-rated cable game, excluding playoffs and the the All-Star game, since 2011. That's great news. Or is it? The league began its play-in round experiment this year with a Titanic game that drew Titanic ratings, dooming every future play-in game's ratings from now on to be negatively compared to Lakers-Warriors. Also, the two teams who drew those amazing ratings, the Lakers and Warriors, are long gone. Uh-oh. All right, so right now, I'll stop going around in circles with this. Basically, this is good news. The Lakers and Warriors generated major viewership and then disappeared, but TV has accepted the lesser-known markets that are still playing. Playoff ratings are way up over last year, and the percentage of people whose TVs are in use who are using those TVs to watch these NBA playoffs is the highest it's been in at least 18 years. That league's worst nightmare junk doesn't tend to work with the NBA anyway. League's worst nightmare, as in a Phoenix versus Atlanta Finals, that's the NBA's worst nightmare. The NBA has had issues with its salary cap, but the league still creates big interest, even when a city that's not L.A. is in the finals. When it comes to succeeding, no matter who's playing for the championship, the NBA is second only to the NFL, which is good because if you're any league, you can't have 30 teams but constantly be secretly pulling for only three or four of them to play for titles. Your job is to want new faces in there, and to me, This NBA Final Four is great. But whoever cut the promo for the upcoming NBA Finals didn't get that memo. The very brief promo, which you might have seen, 
is like a recent clutch history of the finals and has Michael Jordan, Stephen Curry, Scottie Pippen, Isaiah Thomas, Dr. J, lots of Lakers, lots of Celtics, and not much, you know, the other teams. Yeah, the normally off-brand Heat are in there, but the only shot of the Cavaliers is LeBron James. Uh, Manu Ginobili is shown pregame. Tim Duncan is shown postgame. And that's it for the five-time champion Spurs. And we literally had to put the video in slow motion to see the Raptors. Toronto's in there twice celebrating, not playing. But unless you remember what T-shirts and hats they wore after they won, the Raptors are unrecognizable slash hard to find in the Provo. Unlike all of the aforementioned glory teams who are easily recognizable, no slow motion necessary. The Mavericks celebration also made it. And at least you could tell it was them, but the 2004 Pistons don't exist. The NBA can succeed even with the upstarts in charge, but the promo thinks otherwise. <laughs>